You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Drive, start, Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing drivers. It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America, Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. In the afternoon, and a, a definitely a fast Friday. Also kind of a funky Friday. Uh, you know, it's, it's what we've been kind of doing around here with this weather lately. But, hey, welcome to the program. It is... The best darn motorsports show you're ever going to hear. It is Race Central on the radio. What we do every Friday right here. It's Race Central, the drive from 3 to 5. And I am your host, Kurt Hansen. But you probably know that uh, by now because well, we are the longest-running uh, motorsports radio and television show in the country. I'm proud to say that. But uh, well, boy, here we go. Uh, Le Mans this weekend, uh, uh, my favorite turn-left series will be turning right and left at uh, – well, a track that was literally 30 minutes out the back door of my house in Northern California. Uh, it used to be called uh, Sears Point. Then it became Infineon. Then it became Race Sonoma. And now it's just called Sonoma. Just Let's make it simple. But uh, it's right in the middle of wine country, a beautiful facility, and has been there for a long, long time. It has a lot of history. And uh should be a lot of fun. A, a really packed weekend of, of, uh, of racing for you gearheads out there, we got essentially uh, the double at uh, Bristol, and I'll get into that as we meander into the program. The, what can I say? Uh, uh, Le Mans, wow. I was watching some videotape earlier, and before I get to that point, I also want to say that the, uh, the Chevrolet program, the Garage 56 with Hendrick Motorsports, Greg Ives, call the shots on that deal. They've done really, really well. This should be... A very exciting uh, weekend at Le Mans. The twice around the clock race uh, kicks off t- tomorrow morning. I, I want to, I believe, like I think eight o'clock our time. I think it's ten o'clock. I checked that. I think it's one o'clock Eastern. So that'd be uh, eleven. Right. I'm not good at math. Sorry. <laughs> God. <laughs> what a goofy afternoon! It seems like the hurrier I went today, the behinder I got, and I'm. I'm done with this weather. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm fed up. Hopefully, it will change someday. What can I say? Uh, interesting race last weekend, the the Worldwide Technology Raceway, which I believe was formerly called Chicagoland. Kyle Busch got it done. It was, uh, I don't know, it's one of those. Weird races. I, I, I just I, I was trying to watch it and I just couldn't get my I couldn't get my head wrapped around it. I, I don't know. It's just it seemed it was it was weird. Really weird. And so besides Kyle Bush winning, certainly I don't think it was the weekend that Corey LaJoy would hope for or hoped for. I like uh Corey LaJoy LaJoy. I think it was a, a great opportunity for him. It sounded like if you read through the backstory that uh, I think Mr. Hendrick kind of kind of did uh, a, Corey, a, a solid. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It uh, He certainly didn't have the success that Josh Berry had when he stepped into 
the Hendrick cars uh, during Alex Bowman's uh, period of of departure. Um, and I think Corey's a pretty good driver. I think he's done he's done an awful lot with with very little, frankly. I mean, Spire Motorsports. That's a tough deal. I mean, they certainly don't have the the funding of, of maybe any other team out there. Um, maybe the only other car I could put, I don't want to say front row, but maybe um, uh, JTD, uh, Daughtry's deal. I don't know. It, it's, you know, it's hard to know because people don't talk about their budgets, and it's, it's very rare any longer anyway that – you know, real numbers get out in terms of dollars and cents from sponsorships. Everybody talks in big, round, fluffy numbers, and I get that. I, I certainly get that. So, but just was was a, was a weird weekend. Now, I'm going to talk about a race that uh, got my motor running. Holy cow! Detroit Grand Prix through uh, the streets, albeit not the the well, not the circuit or layout that they had during the Formula One years. I was was there actually the last year they had. The Formula One Detroit Grand Prix around the Renaissance Center. Um, Kaylee Alboreto won in a Benetton car, and I got to, I mean the, the sounds of those Cosworth V8s and the V10s and the V12s, just so shrill and literally just blasting off the the, the skyscrapers' windows and shaking most of them. It's pretty cool stuff. I, I remember that that race very well. But boy, talk about. Talk about beating and banging. And Will Power came out this, this past week and said uh, so, some pretty pretty bold comments that the current state of Formula One was boring. It's just kind of a lead follow. Now, I've heard this time and time again. And unfortunately, especially in the scenario in now where Red Bull is so dominant and maybe the biggest challenge to um, Max Verstappen and Maxi Axe, as I call him, uh, chance for three in a row, is maybe his teammate Sergio Perez. And that's the thing about Formula One, though. The dollars, the spend is so big. And teams, because of the technology and the cubic dollars that they do have, albeit now they kind of have a cap rule to keep it from going crazy. But, I mean, there's so many shenanigans. Who knows? At least in the years of old, a team could, could find something, throw boxes of money at it, and become more competitive pretty quickly. We'll see if, if that can happen with Mercedes or anybody else. I mean, the team that has really been fun to watch is uh, Lawrence Stroll's team, the Aston Martin team. That's And Fernando Alonso, who, when he did the 8500 a couple of years ago with McLaren, many people thought that that was kind of a swan song for Fernando, and he'd sail off into whatever islands he owns uh, and airplanes and cars and stuff and just, you know, I take a chill pill and step aside. Well, not the case. The guy's as good and quick as ever. And it's nice to see that team. Now, having said that, Lawrence Stroll is a bazillionaire. And he bought the team so his son Lance could have a top flight team to race in. And Lance is a pretty good, pretty good driver. He when he first got into Formula One, he went to with the Williams team, which was really not a great opportunity, to say the least. And uh, Lawrence's injection of cubic dollars into that team made them a little bit better, but that was a bad deal. And I, I think uh, that Lance may have got a bad rap because he was in really inferior equipment. 
I don't know. It's, it's uh, you know, here we are. I toss a coin in the air. It's, um, it seems like every week in NASCAR there's, there's something going on. It, uh, I don't know. Is it time for a, a driver and team manager errs sit down meeting and kind of clear the air and, and get a handle on this thing? Because it's, um, at those speeds, the more you play with this stuff and start feeling invincible, so I'll just do whatever I think I want to do in terms of payback, that's bad stuff. We can't, certainly can't have that. Just not, not good for the sport, not good for the look. It's, uh, but boy, a race that definitely got my attention last weekend was the Detroit Grand Prix. We'll talk more about that. Some serious beating and banging and uh, just a really, really exciting race. NHRA got rained out last weekend. They'll do a doubleheader this weekend. We'll talk about that in Bristol. NASCAR at the uh, turn right and turn left deal in Sonoma, California. Uh, Robbie Gordon's first ever win in NASCAR was there many, many years ago. I caught the champagne cork uh, in Victory Circle. He got fired off uh, from the podium, which was kind of fun. It's always a good weekend in Sonoma for NASCAR. It's one of the most popular stops on the tour. And they fill the uh, the beautiful Napa Hills with a lot. Of, there's a lot of good motorsports fans in the Bay Area. But what can I say? It is Race Central on the radio. I am Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. It's great to be with you on another Fast Friday. Go to RaceCentralMedia.com. Follow us there. Follow us on Facebook. We'll talk about LeMond qualifying Ferrari 1-2 on the pole. And a lot of good stuff to get to. So what can I say? Keep it locked right here. First segment brought to you by, well, Northern Colorado's largest liquor store. That's North Star Liquors. It's North Star Liquor Superstore.com on the web. Drive a little, save a ton. It's North Star LiquorSuperstore.com on the web. Infection food, cigars, all the good stuff. Good weekend of racing. Maybe time to stop on by and settle down in front of the big old TV and uh, get an eyeful this weekend. It is Race Central on the radio. Also, I want to remind you, Cole Pars, Hobbytown, their big car show coming up on the 18th of June. If you'd like to show your car or bike or whatever, uh, get in touch with Fred and his staff at Cole Pars, Hobbytown. Two locations to serve you. The car show will be at the Superstore in Aurora, June 18th. And uh, you definitely want to be there. It's going to be a good show. It is Race Central, the radio at racecentralmedia.com. That's a good rejoin. Is that Black Sabbath? I think it is. Who is it? Ted Nugent. I think Black Sabbath did that song too, though. Yeah, whoa. That, uh, especially it was such a fun, funky Fast Friday, easy for me to say. Uh, yeah, it's, it's what I need. A little, I need a little nitro. 
in my blood. Uh, welcome back to the program. It is Race Central Radio. It's a silly thing we do every Friday. From 3 to 5, we call it the drive. Uh, here I'm the blowtorch for Motorsports ESPN AM 1600 FM 104.3. The fan on HD2 and streaming around the country and around the globe at racecentralmedia.com. Kind of a, 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 I've got a cornucopia of uh, things to get to in this. When, when the weather starts getting like this, I just, I, I, I want to just sit down with a nice, like a hot toddy and, and put racing on TV or a Nuggets game. Mm-hmm. How about that, huh? And game four tonight. Wouldn't that be neat for the, if they came home needing to, boy, if that happened, I, I can't imagine. I mean, game five tickets are already stupid anyway, but <laughs> I, I bought the whole, I bought the, I bought 10 seats on the floor for game five. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and my and my helicopter is sitting on the roof here at the ivory tower waiting to take me home uh, at the end of the program. But um, a lot of good stuff going on this weekend. I mean, I, I, I kind of like the diversity of this weekend because we, we've got MotoGP, we've got NASCAR, uh, no IndyCar this weekend, uh, no IMSA because, of course, everybody is at that little thing they do over there in uh, Le Mans, France. I was watching the qualifying video, the number 50 Ferrari, and that, wow, the cars this year, uh, it's, it's kind of a juvenile term, but they are the most swoopy doopy I've ever seen. They look so good. And the Ferrari qualifying lap, I'll, I'll get it up on my Facebook, Facebook slash Kurt Hansen here in a bit. I'm watching the in-car, and I mean, and I've, I've done this stuff. Hopefully, with a little bit of luck, I'll be uh, racing – uh, last weekend in in in, in July, I think it is. Yeah, last weekend in July, up at High Plains, in my Formula Atlantic car. That would be. Very, I mean, I can't wait. Of course, I talk about the weather and I make fun of the weather. But I'm looking out the window now, and as typical every year, that race that is usually um, sometimes in the first of August. This year's in July. It's like a hundred and five, and dry, and. Yeah, it's it it just never fails. It's like the like the Mile High Nationals. I don't care what what the what, I've been here long enough. I've seen it rain cats and dogs leading up to Mile High Nationals, and it's a hundred and five. Or as I remember, one year it rained so hard on Friday night qualifying, it washed it out obviously. But I was standing under the tower in flip flops. And all that water from the staging lanes. The staging lanes are all always up, up behind start line, up that fairly steep hill, and it's long. And I've got I'm standing in about six inches of water, and that water was like bath water, so warm because it got so hot coming down all that hot con- uh, uh, asphalt. And I'm thinking this was one of the first years when I it might have been the first year, or second year I was here. And I'm thinking, holy cow! <laughs> what, what? Hello? What? Anyway, that's, uh, that's one of the fun things about racing in Colorado. It's kind of like a box of chocolates. I'm not sure who said that, but I know it's a fairly well-known saying. But, um, yeah, we got Le Mans this weekend. Uh, it's on Motor Trend TV. I, I don't know. I think I get Motor Trend TV. I know they've aired a lot of race central TV shows over the, over the years. Sneaky buggers. They steal them off the intranet. <laughs> and put them in programming. 
Once you put it out there, YouTube or whatever. By the way, you can watch Ray Central Unplugged with the lovely uh, Cindy Cora. Uh, we're going to shoot this week's edition tomorrow because uh, Sid the Kid was vacationing in the Bahamas for a week. Right? Right. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, A.K.A. the Bahamas, Wyoming, right? Yeah, something like that. You do it to say what? It'll be posted. Oh, the, okay, cool. So the podcast will be up. You can watch us uh, on YouTube, Ray Central Unplugged, or at RayCentralMedia.com. It, um, yeah. But so Motor Trend TV is, is the jam for Le Mans, which I, Le Mans is cool. I, I've been there, not during race weekend, but it's, it's just really, really cool. And if you see that qualifying lap, uh, the Ferrari, I'm watching them come down these straightaways just, I'm guessing, probably 300 kilometers an hour easily. That's roll of the bone, dude. And, of course, paddle shifters. And I'm, I'm seeing the corner come up, and I'm like, okay, he's going to break. He's going to break. He's going to break. Well, the hell is he going to break? A couple, bing, 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 rolls the brake and just goes right back to power. And I'm like, that thing's got to be nailed to the ground. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling. If you're if you've been a, a, a driver and driven at high speed on road courses, you'll see what I mean. It's like he's got to turn, man. He's got to get some brake. And I can only imagine those massive uh, dual caliper carbon fiber brakes and rotors. They'll be glowing red. Well, I, they're, they're, there's no doubt they're glowing red hot, but boy, that, that'll be fun to watch at night. That's one of the cool things about night racing. Um, Daytona's the same way. Uh, Sebring, same way. You know, uh, the cars. And it's really evident in Formula One as you look through the the uh, the wheel. Uh, cup cars sometimes, something like Bristol at night, Martinsville at night, you'll get that. The, the, the rotors just flare up massively red, like a 1,000 degrees. You don't touch those things. That's why they wear them fancy asbestos gloves and take them off and just drop them. It's like changing the clutch in, in uh, especially a funny car or a top fuel car. The clutches come out, I mean, so hot you don't even want to imagine. Somebody asked me one time, how come John Force always looks like he needs a shower? He's always dirty. His face, his driver's suit. Well, that's that's clutch dust. It's pretty hot in there. And um, lots of things going on. But it'll be a good weekend for racing. Uh, Sonoma's always a good one. It's, uh, it's consistently and constantly one of, well, obviously one of my favorite races. I said it. A national lap record there, 91 or 2 in a Formula Atlantic car. I don't know if it still exists. It probably doesn't because with all the resurfacing of the track and stuff, the place has gotten a lot faster. Plus, say, it was very dangerous back in those days. Lots of rolling hills, no runoff, guardrails, uh, bridge embutments. I think I'm kidding. So it, it took a real uh, keen pair of stones to get around that place super quick. Now they took all that stuff out. Uh, they flattened everything off, you know, miles of what we call pea gravel. So if you go off the car, down, the bad thing about pea gravel, if you go off sideways, you're sliding. If you hit a deep pocket or whatever, you can toss the car around or toss it over. 
But generally, it's not the case. What you do is, if you know you're going to go off, you just go straight. Like the truck runaway ramps, right? Except for the the altitude. Anyway. Uh, coming up June 18th, obviously the Cole Par Hobby Town Supercar and Bike Show. It's at the Superstore in Aurora. They have two stores to serve you. If Fred doesn't have it, it probably doesn't exist. You don't, don't muck around with those internet sites. If stuff shows up broken or it's the wrong thing, uh, you're trying to deal with somebody, you know, they're with chat. Nobody talks to anybody anymore. You go, you go on their site, my stuff came broken. Do you want to chat? No, I want to kill you. I just want my stuff. And then you get to deal with all that. Not a Fred's place. Cole Parr's Hobby Town. Fred's always on uh, TV around here when it comes to the new gizmo. Always hits the market there out of Cole Parr's Hobby Town, which tells you something. Also, our good friends at Coyote Motorsports. I was watching the news this morning. You know, all this great uh, uh, rebate stuff with the e-bikes. I got my cool Benelli e-bike. Uh, I got it at Coyote Motorsports, obviously. Great friends and partners over there for about a decade. And uh, they got the very cool, very sexy Benelli uh, e-bikes. They also got the, the little electric scooters. I mean, they, 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 they're nailing it over there. It's a short drive up I-25. It's Coyote Motorsports and on the web at coyotemotorsports.com. Going in this afternoon, this evening, or tomorrow, uh, tell Brian you heard us talking about him on the radio and uh, see uh, what he's got cooking with those uh, the rebates. Uh, the Benelli lineup is certainly uh, spectacular. It's Mine looks kind of like a cool Ferrari. Everybody always says, what's that? It's Italian. Of course it is. It's Race Central, the radio, and racecentralmedia.com. So it, uh, as you heard me meandering through the open, just been a weird year in NASCAR. I mean, I would put, I would put the NASCAR season so far right on par with our weird weather. It's, uh, it, but it is, it's just, uh, I mean, all the the consternation and conflagration and conflicts. Uh, it. Uh, I just, I just don't want to see this thing turn into, well, what it could turn into, because it, it's going to be bad. I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not putting casting a, a pall, or I got my, you know, black cloud, or I'm not pig pen. <clears throat> but uh, it, it's been a w- weird year, and uh, the fellows over at Fox probably uh, can sum it up a little better than I am, because they're, they're there in it every day, living and breathing it. And so let's hear from Fox Sports. And thank you, Fox Sports, right here and right now. Hey, some interesting news coming out today. We haven't heard from Chase Elliott since that run-in with Denny Hamlin in the Coca-Cola 600. Of course, he was suspended for the race in St. Louis. He makes his return Sunday at Sonoma. NASCAR's most popular driver just put out this video about his week away and what's ahead. Certainly, it was uh, unfortunate circumstance on many accounts and and 
you know, I hate that we're in the position that we're in. Obviously, it's been a pretty wild year, um, even prior to last week or two weeks ago. But yeah, look, I mean, I I, I hate that um, I put our team and and our partners and our fans and and all the all the folks that make this go in, in a tough spot. Um, you know, certainly glad Denny's okay, and and I understand you know, NASCAR's call and, and, and what they felt like they need to do. So I respect all that. Um, and for me personally, just kind of looking forward to looking forward to getting back to work and just trying to get in a groove because don't really feel like I've been in one throughout the year. It's been uh, kind of stop and go all season. Chase just put this video out like 20 minutes ago, so we're hearing that for the first time, just like many of you. Your reaction to what Chase said here about the last couple of weeks and what he needs to do going forward? Uh, to me, it just sounds like you know he's he's ready to get in a groove, like he said. You know, all the all the distractions and and obviously not by his doing breaking his leg. Um, you know, not something that he intended to do. But then here, this I, I certainly think that you know he's sincere and wishing that he wouldn't have made that reaction, um, you know, not, not the position he wanted to put him and himself and his race team in, his partners in, um, you know, but in the heat of the moment, sometimes you make split-second decisions and you react, and, and that's exactly what he did uh, in that situation. And I'm sure, you know, given a minute or two minutes to make that same decision, he probably doesn't make it. But in the instant that you get run in the fence and you immediately see red, um, you, you react, and, and he reacted the wrong way. And he said he was supportive of uh, NASCAR's decision. He's ready to move forward. He doesn't want to deal with it anymore, and I, I couldn't agree more with him. Yeah, you know, Chase is an ambassador of our, of our sport. He's, he's been around it forever, you know, growing up with, with a father who was so popular winning races and championships and, and him himself winning races and championships. So Chase is, is soft-spoken and he, he's not out you know, in the public eye uh, any more than he has to be um, to kind of take the week and reflect and then, and then put this video out. The, he, he's feeling it. You know, he wants yeah. to be in that race car. And um, Sonoma's a, a good place for him to get back in that race car. He needs to get in that groove. He's got super fast race cars. Um, and as soon as as soon as he does get in that that groove, he said he, he could win a win a few of them in a row. And um, he, he's looking forward to that now. Not not what's happened in the past uh, year. He has been a really good road racer. But here's what's interesting. You missed the six weeks with the injury. You come back. Now you're suspended a race. You come back for Sonoma. And then we get the weekend off so it, it could be nashville and beyond before he really starts to find yeah um <clears throat> thanks fox sports uh i was just i was uh, in deep thought uh for a moment <laughs> God. it uh which is pretty scary yeah, he's in 27th in the championship right now now you know would a couple wins um you change that dramatically, yes. And I think, I don't know. It, it just seems like he's he's been pressing this year. And when you're pressing, you say and and maybe do things that are out of character. Because as you heard the fellow say, he's a really mild-mannered, uh, pretty calm, introspective guy. I mean, he's not Ross Chastain who's a live wire. I think 
you know, Chase is wired and much, much differently. And maybe he's a live wire inside, but on the outside, he's pretty calm, cool, collected, and quiet. Um, so uh, there's, a, there's a lot of work to do there. But if you, I mean, if you look at the standings right now, I mean, it's Ryan Blaney, and, and good for Ryan getting that win a couple weeks ago. Uh, it, it's good to see him at, at the top, I hope. I mean, he's not going to stay there. <clears throat> I mean, he may go back and forth. Who knows? He could end up winning the championship this year. But uh, that's another guy that's pretty quiet and and very reserved. Uh, William Byron is diminutive in stature, but he's kind of a – I had a lot of fun when I interviewed him at the championship weekend in Phoenix last year. He's a very uh, – he's also a big-time – he's a big-time skier. So that was kind of what we talked about too. But uh, uh, good to see Kevin Harvick. I mean – you know, this is his swan song. This is his last time ever <clears throat> at Sonoma this weekend. Martin Truex Jr. It, um, it, you know, talk about starts and fits. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can, if I, if I, if I was buying stock, I don't know if I'd be buying the 19. I, I mean, they have good runs and they, they have bad runs and they, but I mean, it, everybody does. It's not a constant, obviously. But I remember that when the year he won the championship here at Furniture Row, which just it was a different different vibe. Now, times change, things change, of course. But I hope Martin can hang in there. And uh I'd love to see I'd love to see the nineteen fighting for a championship uh at the end of this season. But it, obviously he's in the thick of it. He's in the thick of it. But if you look at Martin's only won one stage this year, one stage win. And this was like the king or queen of the stages uh, not that long ago. So we'll see how it plays out. Ross Chastain, fifth. Ross is going to – that's one thing about Ross the last couple of years is, is he's going to be there. He's always there. Christopher Bell, sixth. I, I like the 20 car. I like Christopher. Uh, super uh, super talent, obviously in the dirt. Won the uh, Chile World Nationals a couple times. Kyle Busch gets a win last weekend, uh, seventh. Uh, Denny Hamlin eighth. Kyle Larson ninth, and Tyler Reddick tenth. I think the driver to watch this weekend, and I'm not making a prediction. I don't do that stuff. But if I had to, uh, if I was a betting man, I don't know, man. I, I might get me on one of those NASCAR apps or something. And uh, Tyler Reddick might be the guy to beat this year. He's been ab- absolutely outstanding on the short tracks and on the road courses. Might be, might be a good pick right there. Uh, again, reminder, uh, June 18th, the big car show, bike show at Colpar's Hobbytown in Aurora. Colpar.com, if you'd like to show your car or bike or whatever, get in touch with, with, the, with the team at the store, and I get all the details. And if you're a, a hobby guy or a drone guy or whatever it may be, they've got it all. At Colpar's Hobby Town in Aurora. Good stuff right there. Also, uh, we've had a lot of hail and uh, dents by hand. Michael Hand is, man, he's he's the artisan. He is the guy. He just he did some work on my car and a couple of friends' cars over the last week. It's uh, yeah, he's the guy. Dentsbyhand.com. They got the, the shop in Boulder. We're the mobile van. They'll come to you. And if you've got a car like a Tesla or something of that ilk. That is uh, got aluminum body and stuff like that. Mike's an expert. Uh, that's probably why all the dealerships up in Boulder send them all their cars. 
But this guy knows what he's doing. Aluminum is very hard to work with. And he took care of my friend's Tesla and made it uh, shiny new, silky smooth, as the Zohan would say. It is Race Central on the radio on a, a fast Friday, kind of a funky fast Friday for sure. Race Central on the radio and racecentralmedia.com. ESPN Radio AM 1600, streaming around the country and around the globe at racecentralmedia.com. If you've not been to our site, uh, we house all the TV shows over there, uh, the podcast, the video cast with Sid the Kid. We'll be doing one tomorrow, which should be a lot of fun. It'll be up uh, also tomorrow. Uh, Sid was uh, trekking in the Himalayas uh, over the past week, so she just got back. Uh, we had a yak problem uh, through customs, so it kind of delayed her getting back here to the Mile High. Uh, happy weekend, happy Friday. A lot of good stuff going on this weekend. I'm excited for Le Mans. I really am. And the Garage 56 deal, uh, they won the uh, the pit stop competition, not surprising for their, the class that they're in in GTE. You know, they, they got the best, the best, the best, the best, the best guys that they probably uh, cherry-picked uh, so they could go over there. And, uh, you know, because pit stops play – now, it's, it's not quite – like an NASCAR or an IndyCar or Formula One pit stop, but they still need to get things done and get the get them done uh, with a high sense of urgency and efficiency. And who knows? Maybe that's part of their strategy. That you know, because you make a lot of pit stops in twenty four hours, and maybe that's part of their strategy. If they figure maybe they could pick up you know five minutes here or whatever in, in pit stops. Uh, could mean a lot for track position, which which would be pretty cool. The uh, the resurgence of the Ford cars is is, is pretty cool, actually. I'm going to go from bow ties to blue ovals here. Uh, that's a NASCAR joke. Bow tie since the Chevy logo looks like a bow tie, and Ford the blue oval because they're blue on their oval. Um, <clears throat> but the Fords have been pretty good. Uh, you know, obviously, I mean. Aside from the Chevrolets at the, at the tippy top, uh, Ford's right there. I mean, had, I mean, look at Kevin Harvick. And uh, I've always liked Eric Amarola. I mean, I've I've talked to a lot of guys uh, when I've been you know at the Cup race stuff to work for for in different categories and with different stuff. I'll leave it at that. Not to get too pointed. And you know, a lot of my eh, guy can't drive nails in a snowbank. Blah 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 blah. blah. I think he's a hell of a shoe. Having said that, you know, especially in Formula One, Indy cars, uh, you know, super duper prototypes and IMSA and stuff, you got to have the package. It's got to be the car. Now, in road racing, a super talent 
can make a big difference. Because once the car maybe goes off a little bit, the super talent kicks in, and it's called carrying the car. You're, you know, your talent is making the car do what it's supposed to do. Indy's kind of different than that because, yes, you need to be very talented, but also you have to have a tremendous amount of luck, and you've got to have the right package. Slow cars don't go fast. They just don't. Uh, I mean, look at Ed Carpenter Racing. That's a story I'll get to. I'll get that in the second hour. That's that's a weird deal, and I'll try to break that down for you. But uh, Eric Amarola's got some thoughts um, for the Fords, especially as it comes to the intermediate tracks. So let's uh, let's hear from Eric right here and right now. Here's the Fords. Have, we're a little bit off on downforce on the intermediates. Where do you feel like you are, and did Blaney's win at Charlotte give you guys any maybe extra either hope or direction? Um, I, I think that we have potential in our cars, right? Um, Blaney at Charlotte showed that. Uh, I still think that our cars um, are really aero-sensitive in traffic compared to the other manufacturers. Um, you know, Bl- Blaney did a great job of executing for all 600 miles and uh, never really lost his track position. So when you when you look at that, um, you know, I, I think that's that's a key component of it. I feel like our cars have the capability and the potential to go fast, but one of the things we're continuing to work on is is just making our cars raceable. Um, it seems like uh, we we don't quite have that figured out as as well as the the other manufacturers as far as being able to to race in traffic. I know that all the cars are are bad in traffic, um, but it seems like we tend to be a little bit worse in traffic. Uh, than our competition. So that that's one of the things that we're continuing to to strive to get better at um, is, is making our cars better uh, in dirty air. Um, but we certainly know that we have potential um, to make our race cars go fast. Um, you know, we just, we got to execute. And I feel like one last thing to add to that is I, is I feel like, um, as a manufacturer, if you talk to all the Ford drivers, I feel like our our window is pretty small. Um, if we hit it, we hit it. And if you're slightly off, you're really off. Where it does seem like um, the competition has a little bit bigger of a window um, to, to, to be closer to hitting the setup. Pretty uh, intuitive. Stuff. I think the word that he was uh, looking for, at least that uh... – you know, as DMAC would say, muzzles like me would say that it, they need to be racier. And that's that's 100% true. Um, you know, a, a great car in perfect conditions, in perfect air, not dirty air and everything, it's all wonderful. Now uh, let's jumble it all up like it's going to be every lap, almost. I don't know what I was thinking. I said uh, uh, <laughs> the bow ties at the tippy top. Well, William Byron was second, but uh, – Ryan Blaney leading the championship now is obviously in a Ford, but it's kind of like a sweet spot in a golf club. I learned on blades, no forgiveness. I mean, the sweet spot to hit the ball is like half of your baby fingernail. Maybe not even that. But now these clubs got all these, you know, cavity backs and big sweet spots and heads the size of, you know, Barry Bonds head. You know, it's, uh, yeah. So I agree. If you just miss it a little bit, uh, I think he's right. If you miss it a tiny bit with a Ford, you're, it's not a good day. Maybe not so much with a Chevrolet or a Toyota, but 
let's hear from Ryan as uh, he talks about his struggles. And he hopes that uh, the Ford can have success like he had at the Coca-Cola 600. We've struggled a little bit on the intermediates and, and mile and a half and um, been trying to search for speed and trying to figure out, you know, the new nose that we have. You know, it's been a little bit of a struggle. So uh, really proud of the efforts, um, you know, from everybody, from, you know, Ford and Penske and, and Roush Ace engines. I mean, we were all working, you know, around the clock and, and trying to get better. And uh, I think hopefully what we found at Charlotte, uh, you know, they had the speed that we had contend with the, you know, the cars that have been really good on the mile and a half. So hopefully we can, you know, carry that forward to, to other mile and a half and, and maybe even, you know, everywhere else, everything kind of matters. So uh, that was definitely a, a shot in the arm for sure. And uh, hopefully we can continue, you know, that success and that speed. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, again, uh, Mr. Electric, um, <laughs> I I like Ryan. But, uh, you know, it's funny as I listen to this audio, and I almost just killed Sydney here playing with my Weston Long Beach pen. I stole about 100 of them, and I'm down to like five because I keep breaking them. And the top of the pen just flew off, and almost uh, Sydney was like, what the heck was that? Like I was shooting at her or something. Sorry, Sid. You know, Haley Deegan has said that, uh, that uh, you know, she likes Corey LaJoy. She likes Ross Chastain because they're, they're kind of full of piss and vinegar, and I, I get that. But a lot of the drivers are just kind of – I don't want to – it's not my don't – shoot the, don't shoot the messengers. Not my deal. Not my gym. I'm just relaying information that uh, a lot of the top drivers are just boring. And you listen to Ryan, you listen to Eric. I mean, very insightful stuff. But maybe um, I'm kind of warming up on Joey Logano, too. I like, I like the fact he's kind of a yuckster. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to take up my buddy uh, over there kicking tires – and get a formal, I've talked to Joey a lot, but get a formal introduction. But maybe Haley's right. These guys do sound a little uh, little stick in the mud-ish. Segment's brought to you by uh, Northern Colorado's largest liquor store. Over 30,000 square feet. Confection food, cigars, all the good stuff. They got the points program. They got the taste. I mean, it's just so much. Uh, drive a little, save a ton. NorthstarLiquorSuperstore.com on the web, too. In order, order it all right there. NorthstarLiquorSuperstore.com on the web. Also, the Colpar Hobby Town, the big car show, bike show, June 18th. Uh, get in touch with Fred over there at the store, or any of his team. Let him know you want to bring your car or bike. Find out what that jam is all about. It's going to be a good show. I think we're probably going to show up with some with TV camera and stuff. And Fred's been a great partner for a long, long time. And friend. And also, uh, you got to, I mean, CF Moto, one of the top dealers in the country, the only star certified Yamaha dealer in the metro. They got the Benelli e bikes and all the other cool e bikes they've got now. Go, uh, go see Brian. Tell him you heard us talking about him on the radio. And check out uh, how the rebate program that uh, the, the, well, the, uh, the state's going to launch here, I believe it's in August. So get on down to Coyote Motorsports. I love my Benelli. All my friends look at it and go, that thing looks like a Ferrari. I kind of like that. I like having different stuff. It is Race Central on the radio. Sid the Kid pushing the buttons around the glass. Uh, a lot of great racing on TV this weekend. I'll be up at Colorado National tomorrow. Whether uh, beholding or, or beholden or be cooperating or whatever. So uh, coming out and join us. 
tomorrow night. Things start getting real exciting about 5 o'clock at Colorado National Speedway. I'm the Insider. Visit us at racecentralmedia.com. Eyes without a face Got no human grace Your eyes without a face